Turn with me, please, to 1 Peter, this chapter that we have just finished reading, to verse 3 and then to verse 13. And we read there, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then verse 13, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Just for a short time, I'd like to look at some of the words that we have chosen in these verses. Our English word, blessed, blessed it's often read, is the translation in our Bible, as we find it in various places, but it's a translation not of one word, but of two words. Now, interestingly, in our version of the Bible, in John chapter 1, verse 1, we read, In the beginning was the Word. But in the Spanish Bible, En el principio era el verbo, In the beginning was the verb. And Calvin had a desire that it would be read, In the beginning was the speech. Now I'm sure, like me, you remember primary days, when you were trying to learn what nouns and adverbs and verbs were, you were told that a verb was the doing word. It was the word that does. So in the beginning was the word, but if you change that to verb, it's a word that does something. It's not just static there on the page. It does something. And what does it do? As Calvin said, it's a speech from the Lord Jesus Christ the preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's wonderful. You who know Gallic, I'm sure, can tell us many wonderful things that the Gallic Bible brings out that just isn't there in the English. Maybe just these little things that warm the cockles of your heart because it's in your mother tongue. Similarly here, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the word blessed is used in chapter 5 of Matthew a considerable number of times. And it may be translated spiritual prosperity. So we might read in Matthew spiritual prosperity. Blessed, spiritually prosperous are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. If you're being blessed, you're progressing in your spiritual life. The blessings that are spiritual flood through the soul of a child of God who has a humble and a contrite heart. This prosperity is the riches of heaven's prosperity that our Lord Jesus Christ has won for us in giving himself there on the cross. And oh, what abundance there is to draw down from heaven that we might become spiritually more prosperous. In 1 Peter chapter 3, the word in our English Bible, blessed or blessed, comes from an entirely different Greek word that means to speak well of. 
From this Greek word, we get the word in English, eulogy or eulogize. And we know that there's a continuing tendency in our modern age at funerals to speak about the person who has died. We don't want to speak about death. We don't want to speak about what comes after death. But we want to have a celebration of the life of the person who has, who has died. We want to give a eulogy which will lift them up and praise them. And in many cases, they are taken far higher than our dear Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. The idea in Peter here is that of praising. Although there's an entirely good word in Greek for praising, but for the meaning of words, we need to see them where they are written. And we need to try as far as we can to understand what they meant to the person writing and what they meant to the people who were hearing them. How these words were used in their day and age. Peter use, uses blessed. <clears throat> Comes from that verb, I say, to speak well of. And so we might translate 1 Peter 1 verse 3, Let the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be well spoken of. Isn't that a wonderful way to, to, to know what blessed is? Blessed be God. How can we bless God? There's a happiness in the word blessing. There's a happiness in the word blessed. Oh, that you might be happy. How can we say this to God? But all we can say to one another, let the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be well spoken of. Be well spoken of. Yes, bless. We bless and we honor and we magnify the Lord our God when we speak well of him. And it's wonderful in different uh, contexts where there are unbelievers and you'll get one individual who speaks well of God. Perhaps someone has taken the Lord's name as a curse. And you'll get that one little fellow, even a child, will speak and say, you shouldn't speak about Jesus Christ in that way. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. I heard a little boy do that. We've just been coming home from studying. We met two lads just out of Berlini. They wanted food. And I said, food and um, um, money. Uh, the scripture's gone from me. Peter. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we took, a, we took him to an elder that night. He was in an elder's meeting. He left, he came through to the kitchen with his wife, we all followed. She made sandwiches and tea and we sat there and shared the gospel. The little boy in the house, he, his bed was above the kitchen. He heard the noise and four-year-old, he came down. One of the men took the Lord's name in vain. He went up to him and stood between his knees and looked up at him and said, you shouldn't say that about Jesus. He's my saviour. The tears began to run down that man's face. We believe he came to Christ that night and his companion a couple of weeks later to speak well of God wherever we are. 
in whatever context we are in. Oh, we can be so frightened. Brownlow North tells about taking a ferry over to Ireland and he wanted to speak about the Lord and he found that he was so afraid he never said a word. A man that the Lord God used so much in the saving of precious souls. But that night he was tongue-tied. Oh, to be enabled to speak well of God. To be spiritually prosperous when we ourselves are blessed. Then we are able to speak well of God. Come near, I'll hear, I'll tell what God the Lord has done for my soul. Who better to do this than the individual who knows that God indeed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because from Jesus Christ we learn so much about his God and our God, about his Father and our Father. And who better than the individual walking, trusting, looking up to the Lord Jesus Christ can speak so well about God. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. God who is everywhere present. God who sent his Son in the world and the Son who in obedience came into the world. And in this we gather the whole gospel of God's glorious revealing, redeeming love. Let the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ be spoken well of. He is the gospel of God's redeeming love. The word for this uh, same verse in Peter, according to, comes from a word that means literally down. Literally down. Now, how are we to understand this? According to the mercy, to its vastness, to its kindness, to its store in glory. Ah, but it can't be kept there. God let it come down. God sent it down. According as God has sent it down. Down. Down to reach poor sinners. Oh, what a loving kindness. God's heart so full of mercy that it impelled him to send mercy down, wrapped up in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That mercy would impel Christ to die on the cross at Calvary for lost and dead sinners that they may have life. Again, another word in this verse. Again, from above. From above. A man, we are told, the Lord Jesus Christ said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus took this seriously. And he said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born all over again? He understood, you see, what it meant. It was being born again. It was being born all over again. Now, when was the first time Nicodemus and each of you here and myself, when were we first born? We were first born in Adam. 
That was the first birth, surely. We were born in Adam. But in Adam we sinned. And in Adam we lost that spiritual life. And in Adam we were turned aside from the garden. So, where was Adam born? From above. Ye must be born again from the same place, from the same source, from above, by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, I'm sure, maybe you weren't like me, but often I've been told, oh, I told you again and again, would you tidy up your study? Now, Mr. McLeod is smiling here. I wonder if he gets told that, or, or Mr. McDonald. I'm sure they just keep their study so. But we tell the children, I've told you often enough. I've told you again and again and again. It's this repetition. Just once more, you must be born again from above. And something that follows on from being born again and being born again from the same source by the one self-same spirit is that the believer has a lively hope. A lively hope. It's a participle or participle of the verse. It's a word that has the action of the verb. It describes the action of the verb. The hope is described by lively. The hope is a lively hope, a living hope, a, a, a hope that is doing. It's a hope that is busy. It's a hope that persists in looking to the Lord Jesus Christ, that persists in trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a lively hope when everything seems to be dead, when everything seems to be cold, when everything seems to be lifeless. Remember when Mary was going down to the tomb. Faith, hope and charity. Faith, hope and love. How much faith did Mary have? How much hope did Mary have? Surely it was gone. Christ was dead. What she had hoped for in Christ, what she had faith in Christ to do, to accomplish, he was dead. Did she have faith? Did she have hope? But she had love. She couldn't stop loving him. And she wanted to do these last things for, for her Lord for her Saviour. And oh, she was pouring out her love. The Lord in kindness made him known to her. My Master, Rabboni, my Master. Oh, and the faith was in him again. And the hope was in him again. Oh, she wanted to hold him, touch me not, not yet. Oh, what a wonderful thing. Born to a living hope. And we know what Mary didn't know at that time, that Jesus would rise, rise out from among the dead and is now in glory. Our hope being born from above is a lively hope and we need to keep it that way. It's knowing that we are thirsty and knowing where to go to get a drink. 
In the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow living rivers of living water. And of course, Christ was speaking of the Holy Spirit. When the love for Christ and when the love for sinners is just burning in your belly, and you come across a poor sinner undone, and the Lord is giving you that opportunity to share Christ with him, doesn't it come bubbling up? The words, where did you get them from? Where did you drag them up from? Where did you take that, that verse of Scripture? Where did you take that illustration from Scripture? It just came bubbling up as the Spirit moved, as the Spirit worked in your heart. And as he was telling you just what that poor sinner required. The next one might require different verses from the Scripture. The next one might require another illustration from the Word of God. The woman caught in adultery. The woman who touched the hem of his garment. The woman at the well. The man born blind. And he dealt with them according to their situation. What was in their heart. What loneliness, what pain, what devastation they knew. And it was all different. And as it was bubbling up in Christ. And oh, when we're in his presence. And we have that need. And, and we have that sorrow. We have that, we just don't understand. What's the Lord doing with me? We can sit with Job. We, we trust him. But what's he doing with me? When Job gave up trying to understand, then he began to understand. And all oh, what the Lord gave him, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and I shall see him with these eyes. Oh, what comes bubbling up is surely, yes, the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, the justice of God, that no sinner can remain in the sight of God, but oh, it's more, it's more, it's Christ and Him crucified. I think we'll have to stop there. May the Lord bless these few, few thoughts to, to Him and to His name be the glory. With your permission, I'd like to ask a dear brother, a dear pastor, uh, Jose Fernandez, por favor, hermano, ven conmigo. Esta noche vamos a oír de un viaje. Tonight we're going to hear about a journey, a long journey. Este viaje ha comenzado en Costa Rica, de Costa Rica hasta los Estados Unidos, Diferentes partes en América y últimamente en Chicago. De Chicago hasta España, de España hasta Escocia y esta isla. Tonight we're going to hear about a journey. It began in Costa Rica. From Costa Rica it went to the States, one or two places, finally to 
um, Chicago. From Chicago it went to Spain and from Spain it came to Scotland and it even came as far as your folks here in Lewis. Bienvenidos, hermano. We welcome you. Quiero dar gracias a Dios por este momento, primero de nada. I want to give thanks to the Lord for this moment that I'm here with you. También agradezco la hospitalidad del Pastor MacLeod, su esposa y su familia. He would like to thank Mr. MacLeod, his wife and the children. Perhaps especially the children. Por supuesto, un saludo para todos ustedes, queridos hermanos. Es mi privilegio poderles saludar. To be with you, dear brethren, it's his privilege. Como dice el pastor eh, Bill Scott, eh, mi vida ha sido un largo viaje. As, the, as I said, his life is one long journey. Porque cuando el Señor nos permitió ir a Cristo, las condiciones en las cuales yo llegué al Señor fueron por la soberanía de Dios, pero en una doctrina bíblicamente equivocada. When the Lord Jesus Christ came to him, spoke to him, showed him his mercy, and by the sovereignty of God, he was in a situation, a church situation, that was very mistaken, very wrong. Yo soy costarricense, nací en un país que se llama Costa Rica. He was born in Costa Rica. Al igual que toda América Latina, en Costa Rica lo que domina es la teología arminiana. Eh, in Costa Rica, as well as all of Latin America, the, the doctrine is Arminian. De manera que cuando llegué al Señor, Toda la enseñanza bíblica que yo escuché era específicamente arminianismo. When he came to Christ, all the biblical doctrine that he heard, all the preaching was just Arminian. Y desde ese momento empieza mi viaje. And that was the beginning of his journey. Lo que yo escuchaba no está en la Biblia. What he heard was not in the Bible. Y cuando yo hablaba con los pastores y les decía, hermanos, lo que usted, lo que están predicando no es lo que dice la palabra de Dios. And when he spoke to the various pastors, they, he and said to them, what you're preaching isn't in the word. Y la respuesta siempre fue, uh, debes uh, aceptar lo que decimos o la puerta está abierta para que te vayas. They would say to him, you have to accept what we're telling you or the door is open. Dios me permitió estudiar en un seminario de Costa Rica eh, la carrera de teología y algunos de mis profesores eran reformados. The Lord allowed him to begin study in a, in a Bible seminary in Costa Rica and one or two of the professors were themselves reformed. No todos, algunos. Not all, just some. De manera que mi formación fue, en parte, conociendo la doctrina reformada, mezclado con un poco de evangelicalismo. En parte, la teaching was mixed, uh, reformed, and evangelicalism. Uh, Dios me permitió uh, predicar su palabra en algunos estados de los Estados Unidos. The Lord allowed him to preach the gospel 
in a few of the states of the of America. Y la condición de la iglesia hispana en los Estados Unidos es igual o peor que el resto de América Latina. And the condition of the Spanish speaking churches in the United States is the same or even worse as Latin America. Porque muchos de los eh, inmigrantes hispanos van a los Estados Unidos no con el propósito de buscar a Cristo, sino para salir de la pobreza que tienen en sus países. The majority of the, the Christians who would come to the states from Latin American countries, they came there not to find more of Christ, but to escape from poverty. Dios hizo un profundo llamado a mi corazón para enseñar su palabra y para luchar por la verdad de Cristo en el estado de Illinois, ciudad de Chicago. God laid a, a, a great burden on his heart to preach the gospel, to teach the, the scriptures in Chicago. Y mi corazón tuvo el esfuerzo de buscar esa verdad compartiendo con muchos pastores y con muchas iglesias tratando de buscar una verdad que fuera bíblica. And this led him to look for many different ministers, pastors, who would be teaching what was in the Bible. Pero queridos hermanos, es muy difícil salir del almenianismo a menos de que Dios haga un milagro. Okay. Un milagro. Uh, dear brothers, sisters, it is very difficult to escape from Arminianism without God doing the work. Lo que abunda en América Latina y en los Estados Unidos no es la verdad de la doctrina reformada. What abounds in South America and in Spanish speaking in North America is not the word of God. La reforma y la historia de la reforma, la confesión de Westminster y los fundamentos de la teología reformada son conceptos que la gente de habla hispana no conoce. God's Word, the Westminster Confession of Faith, the fundamentals that we would take for granted, they don't know anything about it. Nunca lo han oído. They have never heard it. Los pastores no quieren hablar de eso. The pastors don't want to speak about it. Entonces, ¿cómo salir de esa situación? How would he come out of that situation? Solamente por un milagro de Dios. Only by a miracle of God. O Dios abre el corazón y muestra el camino, o humanamente es imposible salir de ahí. Without God working in his heart, opening up the way, it would have been impossible. Queridos hermanos, pasé muchos años de mi vida estudiando la confesión de Westminster, leyendo de los mejores libros de la teología reformada, pero a la misma vez en un ambiente totalmente arminiano. In the middle of uh, the situation of total arminianism, he was reading the scripture, searching, studying the Westminster Confession of Faith and looking for like-minded men. Cuando un pastor me invitaba a predicar y preparaba un mensaje bíblico, solamente lo podía predicar una vez, porque después de escucharlo me decía, no quiero que vuelvas a mi iglesia. One pastor uh, asked him to come and preach a message. He preached a, a reformed message and the pastor said, I don't want you to come back again. 
Y así pasaron los años. This happened for many years. Procurando enseñar la verdad de Dios sin conocerla completamente. He found in the word of God more and more the reformed position, but never getting there. ¿Te acuerdas de la historia de Apolos? He remembers the story of Apollos. Dice la palabra de Dios que era un hombre elocuente en palabras. He was eloquent in preaching the word. Y él predicaba la verdad de Dios. He was preaching the truth of God's word. Lo hacían en la ciudad de Éfeso. That was obvious where he was in Ephesus. Pero Dios permitió que Priscila y Aquilo y Aquila, discípulos de Pablo, le enseñaran más exactamente la palabra de Dios. But God allowed him to enter the home of Priscilla and Aquila and they taught him more carefully, more fully the word of God. Mi vida se parece mucho a la de Apolos. And he likens himself much to Apollos. Dios ha usado muchas Priscilas y muchas Aquilas para enseñarme. And the Lord has given him many Priscilas and many Aquilas to help him. Aquí tengo uno. I think yeah, I don't need to translate that. Yeah. yeah. No importa, ustedes hablan de <laughs> They know what you said. E ellos eh, saben qué que ha dicho el mundo. Yo sé, eso yo sé. Finalmente, hermanos, uh, hace unos tres, cuatro años atrás, Dios empezó a mover mi corazón para ya no buscar esa verdad en la misma ciudad o con las personas que me rodean, sino hacer un esfuerzo para buscarla en otro lugar. The Lord in the last three or four years has given him not um, only to look for this in Chicago, but more importantly to look outside Chicago. Y es así como contacté al pastor Jorge Ruiz de la ciudad de Miranda, España. And so he found on the internet the name and the teachings of the Reverend Jorge Ruiz, our minister in Spain. Acordamos de unirnos en España. And they arranged to meet in Spain. Y yo me monté un avión y crucé el Atlántico. He got in a plane and crossed the Atlantic. Algo medio loco, ¿no? A bit mad, don't you think? <laughs> Cuando llegué a Miranda, Jorge me miraba de arriba. When he got to Miranda, Jorge's home, he looked him up and down. Él no nunca me lo dijo, pero yo supongo que él pensaba, este tipo está loco. He didn't actually say it, but he could see he was thinking, this man's mad. ¿Quién puede tomar un avión en Chicago para ir a España a entrevistarse, a conversar con alguien que nunca ha visto que no lo conoce y que no ha habido ninguna introducción o ninguna recomendación. Who would get in a plane Chicago to Spain without knowing, without having an introduction uh, to, to speak to this man? Yo. Him. Yo lo hice. He did it. Al principio fue difícil, Jorge es un hombre de Dios, pero en medio de la vida de Dios hay muchas personas que son de Dios y otras que no. Jorge tuvo precauciones y yo le doy toda la razón. Jorge es un hombre de Dios que es exceedingly careful and was exceedingly careful with him. Pero poco a poco el Señor dio testimonio. But little by little 
He heard his testimony, he gave him what he is. Y acordamos eh, promover y organizar una actividad para celebrar los 500 años de la reforma en el año 2017. Y Dios lo permitió. And God permitted this. Varios pastores de Escocia apoyaron esa actividad. Some of our ministers went there muchos, for that conference. Muchos de los que ustedes conocen, el pastor MacLeod, um, el hermano uh, Maurice Roberts, uh, el hermano Bill, uh, James Miller, uh, James McInnes, todos ellos apoyaron esta actividad y creemos que fue una actividad bendecida por Dios. And, and so these men with his name went there. Um, some of them, all of them for the very first time, and they were used of the Lord in teaching various subjects of the Reformation. Pero ahí me permitió por primera vez el Señor conocer a los hermanos de Escocia. And the Lord gave him this opportunity to know these brethren from Scotland. Y entonces pude viajar a la asamblea. And he came to the assembly, that's a year past. Y cuando conocí la iglesia de Escocia, yo sabía en mi corazón que había llegado a lo que tanto he buscado durante tantos años. Brethren, when he saw us in our assembly, he began to realize that this was just what he had been looking for. Yeah. Te lo digo de lo profundo de mi alma. I see this from the depths of my heart. No hablo su lengua. I don't speak your language. Llegué viejo a los Estados Unidos. I come from the United States. Mis hijos hablan inglés perfecto. His children speak English perfectly. Pero aunque no tenga un buen inglés para decírselos, hermanos amados, yo amo, estimo, y aprecio con todo mi corazón lo que Dios les ha dado a ustedes. He esteems, he loves, he appreciates what the Lord God has done for us. His children, there's not a, an English equivalent speaking church that they can go to, but they, they do speak Spanish perfectly. En el 2018, eh, Dios me permitió regresar con mi esposa y hubo un pastor más joven que junto conmigo pastoreamos la iglesia de Chicago. En 2008, el Señor lo trajo con un pastor más joven y juntos pastoreamos una pequeña congregación en Chicago. Él estuvo acá unas dos semanas y tuvo que regresar a Chicago a atender sus asuntos personales. He was pero Dios me ha permitido la oportunidad de mirar iglesias y de compartir con pastores en este segundo viaje, que para mí es una, una enseñanza muy valiosa. And the Lord has given him something very wonderful, opportunities to meet with brethren and to share in our congregation. So porque, few of them. porque estamos realizando cambios importantes dentro de la iglesia. Because they're, they're looking for important changes to come about in their own church in su organization in the organization in su gobierno in the government of the church in su forma de culto in the form of the worship y dios nos ha respaldado 
y Dios nos ha dado su respaldo. And God is giving us the help. Uh, estamos cantando salmos. We are singing psalms. Solamente salmos. Only psalms. Eliminamos la vieja música religiosa que antes practicábamos. We have put out um, musical instruments. Quitamos todos los músicos. All these instruments. Y las canciones que antiguamente los evangélicos cantan. And the, the songs that uh, evangelicalism sang. Y cantamos los salmos que el hermano Jorge Ruiz pudo uh, agrupar en el salterio de Ginebra. And they're singing the, the psalms that Jorge Ruiz uh, put into metrical form. And they are all sung to the Genevan tunes. Knox would have sung these when in the church with Calvin. Y estamos aquí para seguir aprendiendo. Y estamos aquí para seguir aprendiendo. And we are here to continue to learn. Les pido que oren por nosotros. I plead with you to pray, pray for us. Recuérdenos en sus oraciones. To remember us in your prayers. Uh, necesitamos que la gracia y el favor de Dios nos ayuden a hacer un trabajo tan grande. Um, you might help us in the grace and the favor of the Lord in a great work. Estamos en una de las ciudades más grandes del mundo. We are in one of the biggest cities in the world. Una ciudad de cerca de 8 millones de personas. There are more than 8 million people. Donde 2 millones de personas hablan español. And two million of the eight million speak Spanish. Inmigrantes de toda América Latina. Immigrants from all the Latin American countries. Que no han oído el Evangelio de Cristo. Who have not heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Así que el desafío es muy grande. El desafío, the challenge is very big. Yeah, the, the challenge is just great. Ayúdenos a orar. Help them pray. Supliquen a Dios por nosotros. To plead and for you to plead with God for them. Por favor, necesitamos su amor y sus oraciones. We need your love and your prayers. Ha sido mi privilegio y mi placer haberles extendido este saludo y haber podido hablar con ustedes esta noche. It's my pleasure and joy to be with you, uh, to learn to love you, and to give you all a, a strong hug. Quiero cantar el salmo número uno para ustedes en español. Would you like them, his, uh, José and his wife, to sing Psalm one in Spanish? Todo cuanto emprende este alvaro, rey. 
festividad de Dios la bendición. Mas los malvados se parecerán. Estamos que arrebata el huracán. No vencerán si a juicio son llamados. Ni con los justos serán congregados. Porque conoce al justo Jehová, más el malvado al que se perderá. Dios los bendiga, hermanos. Would any of you have a question at all you'd like to ask? It's very difficult to follow that. And in the way they're singing of Psalm 1, it just sums up the end of his journey. And to think that the Lord is choosing ourselves, that is so humbling. A little church, Pastor MacDonald? When are they coming back? When will they Dile que no estoy seguro porque me los llevo en el corazón. He's not sure, but it's in his heart. Pero cuando Dios quiere, mi oración es seguir aprendiendo de ustedes y seguir teniendo comunión con ustedes. The Lord knows, but it's his continual prayer to learn more from you. Um, what they need more than anything, brethren, are, are books that we treasure, simple books that we treasure in English. For example, he just loves Guthrie's Saving Interest. Uh, Boston's Fourfold State has just been finished, um, and we hope that the banner will take it over and publish it. So books like that that we take for granted and going on from there, um, books that you and I just have at our fingertips, they don't have them in Spain, Spanish. Gracias, hermano. You know, all this hugging, if we had more of it, would cut down the heating bill. So we close in Psalm 67, the first version of the psalm, missionary psalm, Psalm 67. We're meant to sing another psalm too, but that's been left behind. Psalm 67, the first version. Lord, bless and pity us. Shine on us with thy face, that the earth thy way and nations all may know thy saving grace. Let people praise thee, Lord, let people all thee praise. Oh, let the nations be glad in songs their voices raise. Psalm 67.
gracious Lord and loving Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the privilege that has been ours this evening. We pray for our brother and his wife, for Edgar Lopez, the other pastor, for that small group that meets and is so anxious to learn more, that they may praise thee, Lord, not only with their hearts and their voices and their lives, but according as has been revealed to us in the Word of God. Oh, that the glory may be thine. We remember, brethren, we are in touch with not only in Spain and in the south of France, but over in Cuba, in Colombia, in Argentina, in Brazil, in Venezuela. All oh, Lord, hungry, desperately hungry for what we have had for so long in our nation. Oh, help us, Lord, to look to thee and to discover thy will in these things. Forgive us all our hardness of heart. Love us freely, we beseech thee. We ask all, asking forgiveness in our Saviour's name, and may grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be ours. Amen. Amen. Yeah.